Welcome to Beyond the Listing, where we discuss the business of real estate outside of the listing environment. I'm your host, Jeremy Medor, with Danielle Downs. So happy new year. Happy new year. It is, uh, this recording is going to be launched um, two weeks into the new year. Mm-hmm. And um, so yay, 2024. Yeah. We're all going to be writing 2023 for the next six months. So Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then when we get used to that, we'll be doing 2025. <laughs> so that's yeah. how it goes. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just uh, wanted to um, wish you a happy new year. And uh, happy new year. last time we uh, talked a little bit about your new year's tradition. Yeah. And yep. you want to share that with our audience? Yeah, that was the um, writing, writing, writing things down that you want to happen throughout the year and just setting it on fire and letting it go. Do you already have a, a list? No. As I'll, of this recording? Nope. Nope. It will be New Year's Eve. Like New I'll, Year's I'll, we'll sit down and figure it out. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm anxious to hear what those things, yeah. how, how those things turn out for you. Yeah. Um, I forget what I did last year, to be honest with you. Do you ever speak it to anybody else afterwards or it just stays on the paper? Stays on the paper. Yep. Paper and flame. And no, I mean, people can talk about it. It's not like a, a birthday wish, you okay. know, which you can't speak of after. You can say them, but especially the kids, they like to keep it to themselves, okay. which is interesting. Because then I'm like, <laughs> what are we planning? Yeah, what are we right. scheming about? <laughs> right, right. Did they just grade my my performance as a mother? Probably. Yeah, probably. And then just sent it out into the universe. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, dear universe, please deliver me a better mom. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Those, all, those that, are all the. What's that? <laughs> I was going to say a mom that doesn't yell that much, but oh, oh, no. I don't yell that much. No. no. It's too exhausting. <laughs> You got to save your voice for the phone. I do. I yeah. do. I'm too tired to yeah. yell. <laughs> so um, we uh, wanted to say to our viewers that uh, we are actively seeking podcast guests. Um, so if you'd like to come on the podcast and uh, talk a little bit about your life in real estate, what got you involved, um, what keeps you going, specifically your your home life, your you know your uh, hobbies and interests, and maybe kind of talk about your your um, your business as a realtor and how that works toward your client's benefit. Um, basically, we, we, if you've know, if you've watched the episodes, you know that we've got, we've covered some good territory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, we get um, some diverse uh, guests so that yeah. we can kind of cover a bit more. Yeah, somebody that we don't know very well, I think, would be really interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, getting to know somebody a little bit better, and it's a fun, relaxed atmosphere to come in and sit down and. Just chat for a bit. Uh, My goal for the upcoming year um, is uh, to continue um, podcasts like this one uh, Mm -hmm. and hopefully step into the next level podcast as well that we've been batting around. Yeah, chatting about um, And uh, develop a deeper relationship with the people that are on the other side of the table Mm -hmm. um, by getting to know them in a bit more uh, deeper sense. Yep. Um, not just a, Hey, what do you do? You know, and <laughs> yep. how old are you? What's your name? All that kind of stuff. Like those are, you know, those are networking meeting, yeah. uh, hits. I'm um, talking about more, more along the lines of, you know, if I don't know, maybe we should start sitting down with a beer with people, you know, I yeah, mean, that, that has be, my vote. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be, wouldn't be the, the worst idea ever. Yeah. A little um, vodka tonic. You exactly. Know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Getting people to talk a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we obviously have a relaxed environment here. Absolutely. And uh, this is not, you know, full of pretense. And um, I'd like to invite more random people yeah. into the space yep. um, and have those kinds of uh, journeys. I agree. That would be fun. So uh, without further ado, we're going to be uh, working uh, or we're going to be talking with uh, one of our realtors today who's been with us for quite a number of years who has ventured into different areas of business, including um, Airbnb ownership. Um, She is in the process of um, developing her second um, uh, short-term rental. Oh, nice. Uh, She's had plenty of experience in long-term rentals in Mm -hmm. the past. Um, So she's very well versed with working with, um, working with uh, different um, towns and cities and, you know, making sure that she's meeting requirements, et cetera. Sure. But uh, short-term rental is very different from long-term rental in the, in the uh, marketing spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so she's done a wonderful job at her rental that she's already completed. 
um, huge, huge success yeah, stories where, there. Where was that located? I think it was the C, if I remember. Yeah. Charlemont. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Shelburne Falls. That's what it's still, okay. 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 <clears throat> yeah, that was a gorgeous area. Yeah. I remember it, seeing the pictures. Gorgeous area, and that mm-hmm. Airbnb has really taken off for her. Um, and uh, so I'm really hoping to, you know, um, show everybody the information that uh, she and I talk about. And um, she's also welcoming some new additions to her family as well. And uh, so we can talk about that a little bit. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, she's just a all around fantastic person. Yep. And you've, you've dealt with her. I have. You've, you've oh yeah. Yep. You know. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yep. It was actually, I got to meet her finally in person when she came here for the, for the opening. That's right. That's yeah. right. She <laughs> did come for the grand opening. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was a, that was a whirlwind of a day. That was, it was a fun day. It was. It was a fun day. It was. It was. Everybody left here with a smile on their face. Yep. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. anyhow, so without further ado, let's get to our guest. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Beyond the Listing. I'm your host, Jeremy Medor, and I am joined today by... Michelle Peterson with Elmgrove Realty. Thank you very much for coming in, Michelle. I really appreciate uh, having you in the chair, and uh, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Thank you. It's nice being here. Your career has been mixed insofar as being landlord, Mm -hmm. being stager, being storefront owner, you had the whole consignment shop for a while, you know, you became a realtor and things kind of just kind of migrated for you. Right. And so where you are in your journey right now looks nothing like what it used to six years ago. No, not even two years ago, I'm guessing too. Yeah. So that's why everyone thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> well, it's ever changing. I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> I'm crazy. That's for sure. Right. Um, and, um, it's, but it's an adventure. It is. And it's not happening by accident. No, absolutely not. Life would be boring if it, you know, if we didn't change things all the time. For sure. For sure. And I think that that, that kind of spirit right there, I think is what I connected with, with you about Mm -hmm. way back. Um, and that, that ignites me because I'm ignited by that too. Um, and, uh, it's always been a pleasure to see like, What's rattling around your head? Um, and yours too, though. Yes. You, you got a good brain for things. Thank um, you. And uh, your life is not, is, is anything but stale. I mean, you know, you went to Italy this year. I did. Yeah. For a wedding. It was amazing. For a wedding? A wedding. My brother got married there. Your brother got married. Okay. He I wasn't did. sure who it was that had gotten married. Yes. Okay. It was my brother. Yeah. So it was all family. We had over 90 um People from the States go. Fantastic. Yeah. It was unreal. Unreal. Your photos look absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It looks like you guys really ripped it up there. We did. That's good. (laughs) We did. That's really good. And you brought, obviously, your kids with you. All but one. All but one. All but one. Okay. We even had our, my granddaughter was there as well. Fantastic. Yep. So it was a family expedition. It was. You guys were there for how long? We were there for nine days. We spent three in Rome um, and then... The other six in Sorrento, but we went to um, the Isle of Capri. My brother rented like yeah. a yacht, and we went there. I saw that. Um, spent the day there. That was really nice. We went to um, I can't remember the name Pompeii, okay, and got to see all the ruins. That was kind of um, awe inspiring to mad. You know, just imagine what it was like to be there during From that a time. From the somber perspective, right, right, right. It gives you maybe an appreciation for the. The, the non-permanence of life. Right. And how quickly things can change. Yep. Yes. Yep. So that was really neat. And just everybody there, the people were beautiful people. Um, we didn't, you know, we didn't have a problem with anyone. Um, the food was amazing. Drinks were amazing. You know, it was just a great experience. I love how drinks yeah. in Italy are probably, you know, no less potent than the ones in, in the United States. Well, you know, it's funny. We had um, ordered a rum and Coke and without the pitcher, it doesn't do it any justice, but um, they also can't speak very good English. So the bartender brought out a glass of rum Uh with uh, fruits all cut neatly placed on this platter and um, fruit and chocolates. And it was a a great display. (laughs) It wasn't a rum and Coke. It was just really funny. So we we got a kick out of that, you know, because... 
So there's no Coca-Cola that he brought out with it? No, no Coke. <laughs> <laughs> so we just went straight for the rum at that just point? Just for the rum, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting tale. <laughs> I'm going to have to, there's, I'm sure there's probably a translation thing there. So I wonder what they would call it in, in Italy. That's, right. That's funny. Right. Yeah. That was good. Um, so you brought one of your grandchildren with you? Yes. My yeah. daughter brought her, of course. But Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And I understand that you're going to be another Another grandmother. grandmother. I'm so excited. Is yes. that from the same daughter? Or? No, no. This is from my daughter, my second child. Um, she's in living in the Outer Banks. And uh, she's the one that said she will never have children. So I'm, I'm ecstatic, you know. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. When does she do? Uh, the end of June. Fantastic. Yes. How many grandkids now? At the, with that will be my second. Second, okay. I have five children and only one grandchild right now. All right. My kids watching this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's the intro right there. That's it. That's it. Um, but yeah, so you got uh, you got a busy life um, this year. This year in real estate was how how was it for you? I know how it was for us, but um, it was good. I had dealt with a few things in the beginning of the summer, the winter, the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, so I took some weeks off, actually some months off, but I still pretty much kept to my same, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Production level? Yes. So your goals Good were words. still hit for the yes. most part? Pretty, for the most part, yes. That's excellent. So, yes. but you guys had a new dynamic this year with managing your Airbnb. Yes, we did. How did that yes. go? What's the, what's the first year takeaway on that? Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the process? Right? Cause I'd like to, I'd like to know, you know, about where it inspired you to begin with and okay. then kind of your journey through it. I'd like to maybe rip that open if that's okay with you. Yes. Um, I actually, I like it. It's a good story because we had gone out there to the Charlemont mass area, which is in the Berkshires, um, to go whitewater rafting and there was nowhere to stay. We ended up staying at a campground, but um, they had minimal tent sites. So, and I'm not typically a tenter anyway. <laughs> so anyway, we were like, you know, it, it would kind of make sense to buy something out here that we could use and then possibly rent it, sure. you know, when yep. we're not there. So okay. in our in our minds, we thought, well, if we can make like 25000 a year, that'll cover the expenses and then we mm -hmm. can use the house the rest of the time. Sure. So it took me a while to find a house um, just because of the cost. When it, did you buy it? We bought it in 2020. Okay. Yeah. Just before uh, everything exploded. Sure. Um, but I, I mean, it was a, it was a, a rehab, a rehab <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> it needed a lot of work. Um, so we spent a year rehabbing it because it's an hour and 20 from us. So yeah, it's, to not, get a, it's not a weekend project. Right. Right. So to get out there was, was tough sometimes. Um, but when we finally got it done, put it up on Airbnb, it started renting like right away. Now you and your husband did it. Yes. Directly. Yes. Did you hire any subs or anything like that? Like, Oh, we have guys that work for us. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. A lot of friends helped out and, um, so that was good. And, we let them stay there. Mm -hmm. um, Nothing like a barter know. deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, good. that's good. So yeah. you guys put it live on Airbnb at what point? So we put it live December 22. Right. So like it's been one two, year. Right. Yep. So literally two weeks before Christmas, it booked up for Christmas the first year. Okay. And then we, we didn't, honestly think it would book in the winter time. Mm -hmm. We thought that, Oh, you know, we went out there for water, white water rafting. That mm. That's what other people would go there for. Sure. Well, Berkshire East is there. Yep. Ski area. The ski area. Yeah. And, um, we have literally been booked ever since. That's fantastic. So we have to go online and block out weekends Your so dates. that we can stay. Yeah. So you have to throw in some blackouts. We do. Yeah, yeah we do. That's good. So I've already done my blackout for this the ski season. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Do you guys ski? Uh, I learned two years ago. Okay. Fantastic. Yep. Nothing like learning it at 51 years old. That's but I interesting. Did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. And what, what called you to do that? Um, we went to Jay peak up in Vermont yep. and, uh, for a family ski weekend mm -hmm. with my brother. Um, and so I said, well, I'll just babysit their little baby. Um, I'm not going to go skiing, never skiing in my sure, life. Sure. And, um, so 
the baby wasn't feeling well one day. So she, my sister-in-law stayed home. Okay. So she's like, why don't you go take my skis? And I'm uh, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like super powdery and okay. yeah, it was easy. Well, I wouldn't say easy because it was I forgiving. F- fell down all the time. Right. But it was forgiving, you know, yeah. and bounced back up and it's good. Yeah. Did you teach yourself? Fine. Pretty much. Okay. So no yeah. no actual instruction instructors. No. Okay. I just got on that bunny slope. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it starts somewhere. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Good. I, I'm yeah. I always admire people who take on new interests and pursuits throughout mm-hmm. their life, but particularly after midlife, I'd say. You know, like and if you're mm-hmm. in your 20s and 30s and you're taking on new pursuits, I feel like that's probably just still part of your growing phase. Right. Um, and not to say that you can't grow, you know, when you're north of 40, just more along the lines of it's usually less likely that from what I've observed, uh, observed anyway. Well, right. Because you get smarter when you're older, usually. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that the, that the, uh, the lack of wisdom of a younger person encourages them to take more risks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well. I wouldn't say lack of wisdom. I just say that they don't understand yet how fragile their bodies are. Okay. When you're my age, you realize that things can happen like mm. really easy. Okay. So Life can change in an instant, in an as instant, it were. Instant, yeah. yeah. And we get hurt easier. Okay. And, you know, you fall down. You don't get up so quickly. All right. Yeah. That's fair. So that's why not not because they're not smart. Just. <laughs> okay, fine. That's that's fine. Uh, they they they're less risk averse because the their resiliency is a little higher. Right. Yeah, I get that. Right. I get that. Um, I I was I had the fortune of um learning to ski when I was in my teenage years, uh, and actually learned to ski at uh, Mount Sunapee in New oh. Hampshire, and um, it was part of a, a Christian boys weekend kind of thing, and I taught myself. No, there was mm-hmm. no instruction either. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, but it, it, it was exhilarating. You know, I learned how I, I had already known how to skate since like four or five years old. So yeah. skating versus skiing is not incredibly different as far as how to turn, how to stop, et cetera. Obviously it's on a hill, not flat, but as far as the principles of turning and stopping, a lot of the same principles apply. So it's always been, you know, really up there for me as far as an enjoyable winter sport. So. That's probably why I picked it up because I can, I've skated and skied, I mean, skated and roller skated yeah. my entire life. I've never so. done roller skating. Really? Interestingly enough. Oh I was an 80s I girl. Oh, okay. Got a roller skate. Yeah. I was a 90s, <laughs> I was a 90s boy, so I learned how to roller blade because oh, roller skates go. were very passe yes. by then. But yeah, no, that's funny. So tell me a little bit about, let's go back to the Airbnb thing. Okay. Um, what are your first year takeaways as far as what you've learned from guests, what you've learned from, oh, didn't see that one coming. There's got to be like some aha moments that you had. So, well, we went on, um, like I spent a lot of time on the Facebook Airbnb pages with all the different groups and everything on there was so negative. So yes, very negative. So I was like almost nervous. Mm. Um, I'm like, Oh, they're going to trash our house or, you know, they're going to, break things. They're going to steal things. Yep. And, and, um, just before we listed it, my husband was like, you know, I don't, I don't think I want to list it. Yep. And I'm like, no, this is the whole purpose. I mean, we, you know, we had a lot invested in it. Yeah. Um, Good so I knew for continuing. Right. So what I learned is that you can't always believe what you read online. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, we've actually had an amazing time um, with all our, pretty much all our guests. Yeah. Um, we don't get to see them in person, but we sure. do talk to them during their stay. So and, it's good um, reciprocation. It's for the most part, most people are, you know, uh, um, are really good. You know, some of them you feel like you're, you know, part becoming friends with yep. and, and others, you know, you just let them have their distance, but, they're always, you know, thankful at the end. Um, I think the um, one thing that I, the other day, a couple of weeks ago, actually made me get teary eyed is I got a message. I woke up in the morning that the um, the girl that had booked the boyfriend pr- proposed to her in our in our uh, kitchen. Nice. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I just thought it was awesome. Like because that's kind of my happy place and to see that. Yeah other people are creating memories there. That's how does that make you? So it it obviously it left a a positive impression on you. Yes. Um, But from a, 
from a surrealism standpoint, do you look at that and say, like, obviously there's like a novelty to that mm-hmm. whole concept of someone being in something that you own and put out there and developing their own path. It's, right. a, it's a branch at that point. And, yeah. and, and you're kind of the tree because it's, it's your property. You, you created it. And through the use of something that you've provided, they are then furthering along their own memories, their own thoughts, their own families. Right. Yeah. That's, I guess that's why I got all teary yet because I was like, wow, you know, they just, they're just creating their memories, yeah. their happy moments. And then hopefully they'll come back, you know, every right. year because they enjoy the place. So it's just kind of weird that people maybe, maybe it's their, what did I call it? I call it my happy place. So maybe it will become their happy place. Yeah. No, I, I can understand that completely. Um, and I think that in, in real estate in general, we, we carry around the idea that we're building people's dreams and allowing their, you know, um, their life to continue moving forward in the direction of their goals. Right. right? And I think that we can generally say at the end of the day, that's 90% of what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. And of course, but we do it in a more transactional nature. Not so much in a um, a curated one, and what you've done is you've created a space specifically for the purpose of joy, of vacation, of relaxation, right. all of those wonderful takeaways of the softer side of life, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not work, it's not appointments and commitments and all this other stuff. It's literally right. the whole opposite side of that where you're encouraging people to throttle down and appreciate who they have around them, the environment that they're in and be maybe a little bit more intentional with how they spend their day. Right. Right. Um, And so it's a different side of that furthering along someone's life story. Yes. Definitely a different model. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, In in the same way though. um, So you were a landlord or still are? Do you still have long-term rental units? We do. Okay. We're, we um, just sold one on Friday. We're in the process of selling most of them. At one th- time, I think we had like 63 units. 63 doors so, altogether? Yes. Okay. And now we're down to 14. Okay. That's a yeah. large, that's a large change. Yes. And how long, how long ago was that 64? Um, was that pre-COVID? I think we started selling during COVID. Okay. All right. So yeah. within the past three years, you've gone from 64 down to, you said 16? 14. 14. Yes. 14. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a, that's a very sharp decrease. Yes. What prompted that in the end? What's the biggest? Um, there's a few different things. Well, one, the, the market, mm-hmm. of course, prompted a good deal of it. You, you can own um, it. You can I say can it. own it. Yes, <laughs> that's true. No, the, the um, price was right. The price was right for yep. sure. Um, it's also a quality of life for my husband and I, because we do most of our property management. Ah. And, um, I think both of us just got to the point where we want to not be getting calls at like you know, That's 11 o'clock at night. That's not no. fun. Okay. So, <laughs> no. So, so now there's a lower frequency of, of calls, obviously, as yes. a result of, of fewer rentals, yes. fewer units. Um, but no, I can, I can completely appreciate that. Yeah. So your life started changing in a way where you started realizing the value of your time. Time, family, health. Yes. Yeah. So... It was hard. Friday was a, was bittersweet because that property we had for 10 years. Wow. And when we did the final walkthrough, over half of the um, tenants all gave me hugs and yeah. said, we don't want you to leave, but, you know, we know we understand you have to. And sure. that was tough because um, they really became family. How, was Were any of your tenants there the whole time that you owned it? Um, one, four of them, four wow. or five of them. Wow. The whole time. And how many yeah. units was that building? 10. So, so, 10. so 40 to 50% of the tenants that were in there had been there the whole time. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's a good investment for somebody. Yes. Because I mean, Long-term so tenants. long as they don't mess up the pricing structure on that. Right. Um, and that's obviously yeah. the danger, which is what some of the tenants face whenever there's a landlord changeover. I know. Um, 
but uh, no, that's a, that's a good that's a good legacy for you. I would say. Yeah. I mean, it felt really good. It made me feel also like, oh, I kind of felt bad. But <laughs> well, there is that. They're in good hands. Good, good, good people bought it. In the end, so, though, um, long term rental is a business, mm-hmm. just like short term rental is. Yes. Um, you need to keep at a very high priority the quality of life for the people that are living there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mixed with that is making sure that it's a feasible investment for you to ensure that you can continue operating as a business building. Um, And so obviously there's a very difficult balance there to ensure that you're doing the best for your tenants as well as making sure that they have a reliable place to live. Right. Right. Because that's, there's a, there's a, it's a chancy balance sometimes, especially with inflation and, and uh, cost of living, you know, being where it's at. Right. Um, but uh, how does the, from from a managerial standpoint, how how do things um, change when you go to Airbnb instead of, of the long-term rentals? How does, in your mind, how has that worked so far? Um, from a time investment, from a getting calls at 11 p.m.? Right. We don't get many calls from the Airbnb. Mm-hmm guests um and we if we do it's during the day Mm -hmm. um the house was pretty much completely rehabbed so we really haven't had to deal with a lot of issues there yet you know um it's just happier it's i don't know how to explain that and make that sound you know bad but it's people are going on vacation and they're in happier moods rather than you know it's day not to day, day, day living, humdrum. right? Yeah, that right. makes sense. So I enjoy that side of things better. Okay, all right. Does it create a disposition or a predisposition for the individual who's giving you the phone call, where they're maybe a little bit more patient with some things? Um, like, so they're happier. So the the attitude, or the attitudes right? different. So yeah. so so when somebody picks up the phone and there is a problem. Are they mm-hmm. seemingly more more patient in an effort to resolve, or like you know? I'm just trying to figure out. Um, we've had one problem there where the heat kicked out, and the we were feeling horrible. I mean, they're they're sure. on vacation, and yeah. the heat kicks out. Um, but they were like very understanding and don't worry about it. And I ended up giving them a credit okay. for staying, and they they didn't want to take it. And I'm like, no, 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 oh. you know. Um, so in that sense, they were, you know, I think a little bit more understanding, but tenants, tenants are really nice too. We've never had a tenant like call us and get upset with us because something isn't working. I think most people understand that a lot of that stuff's out of your control. Sure. You know? Sure. So that makes sense. But it's just, um, less calls with yeah one. Well, with the one versus, <laughs> versus 64. Yes. I mean, that's, that's quite the change, obviously. Yes. Um, but I understand that you're undergoing number two. Yes. Do you, can you give us Three. any insight into that? Three? Three. So Three. we do. We have um, one in Winchenden that okay. we've purchased that's nice. on a pond. Okay. Um, so we're going to dabble at that and see if that um, will work as an Airbnb. Is that also a rehab? All our properties are always rehabs. Okay. <laughs> well, just for our viewers' benefit, I know yes, that. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> yes. Um, Which it, I think, just as an aside, from a rehab standpoint, I've seen, I've seen a lot of flips. Keith has, and yes. and we've seen a lot of flips. And when it comes to rehabilitation of a home, I've always found that the level of care that you and your husband take on how to rehab it has always been in the mindset of how would I feel if I lived here? It's never been in a race to the bottom of the price point kind of thing where you're minimal, you know, minimal money in maximum money out. Cause a lot of, a lot of flip companies, they'll go in, you know, they'll lay down, they'll lay down the cheapest flooring possible. They'll mm-hmm. hire the cheapest painter possible. They'll put in, you know, um, uh, manufactured countertops and, and cheap, you know, Home Depot cabinetry. And they, you know, they'll just go through and they'll just do like baseline stuff. Right. Um, and then they'll sell it for market rate top dollar. 
um, because it looks great, but it doesn't actually wear great. Mm-hmm. Whereas the flips that I've been in that you've done are not there. They are, they, they look great and they will wear great because you guys didn't do the cheap stuff. You guys just notched it up one or two. And it's amazing the difference that exists between the baseline stuff and then one or two notches above. I mean, you know, if there's baseline and the max, you know, you guys are are still falling in the middle. But the truth of the matter is where everyone else is down here, you look like a million bucks at that point. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I always walk in those homes and I'm like, oh, that's like lipstick on a pig. That's (laughs) the term I was not going to use. But yes. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's okay. I mean, you you said it, not me. Um, No, that's exactly it. That's yeah. exactly it. Anybody who's done their their homework for for buying a home, um, they've seen it. Right. And the ones who don't see what they're buying are the ones that are going to lose in the end. I think. And really, who's that? Who's that really benefiting? Right. For me, I just I just couldn't. I can't do it. Like, you know, I show houses all the time. I sell other people's houses all the time, and like, I wouldn't be able to even put my name on it and be like, yeah, this is a flip we did. And oh, you mean know, it's like an floor is going to get it kind of, yeah, it a is. values thing. It is a values thing. Cause I wouldn't want, if I wouldn't want to live there, I certainly don't think I'd want anyone else to live. That's like that. That's more to the point right there. Yeah. And, and same thing actually happens with Airbnbs. So, um, lately in the past few years, our team has been getting involved in more and more Airbnb mm-hmm. photography. Um, and, so we're starting to see, you know, the, the difference. Oh my goodness. The gamut that you cover yeah. in the types of homes that people cobble together for mm-hmm. Airbnbs is pretty significant. Um, it's not public knowledge, but I'll, it is now. Here we go. <laughs> um, my wife and I are actually in the process of building our own Airbnb from scratch. Yay. So we've already, uh, the, the lot has been cleared, the two bedroom septic installed, the, um, foundation poured, and I just finished capping it off so that the first floor is encapsulating the foundation so that, uh, it's all set for the winter. Oh, that's awesome. And so the, the idea is over the next few months as time and temperature (laughs) allow, I'm going to be going over there and building, you know, building my, framing my walls and at least just laying them down for now covered and then erecting them when uh, when the weather cooperates long enough yep. for us to get some to get the second floor deck. Oh, on, that's awesome! Right. Um, so it's just going to be a one bedroom Airbnb okay. with a loft bedroom, um, intentionally aimed at younger couples, mm-hmm. um, just for purpose of honeymoon, getaways, date nights, stuff like that. Uh, and it's literally directly next to our property. Nice. Um, so we're going to literally be able to keep a set of eyes on it. Yep. Um, which I think might be a double-edged sword. Whereas, you know, like we're going to see who gets in and out of there and we're Mm going to have those like, Oh, what do we do kind of moments. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like what you're saying, you know, I think the, the, our risk assessment brains, Mm -hmm. I think aren't too different. You and I, um, where we sometimes see like the disastrous outcomes that could happen. And so therefore we try to plan around those. Would I I be safe to say that? I would say for the most part, and so with those things in mind, I'm trying to plan the floor plan and, and, and the amenities in a manner that tries to keep us out of the worst case scenarios Nice. so that the worst case scenario that actually exists in the end is more like the mid case scenario had we done nothing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's the hope. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that all goes. Maybe we can switch properties. There we go. Mm. Yeah, we can, do, we can, we can do some, we can do some barter deals. Nice. Um, so ours is, uh, it's not lakefront, but it's lake access, just the same as okay. our association that we live in. Um, and uh, it's one of only, at, as of the time of this recording, there's only one other rental in our association. Uh, and it's like a, it's become a party house. Um, and it's kind of the eyesore of the neighborhood, okay. or at least it's the earsore of the neighborhood. Um, so in the summer, it's uh, really, really busy. And it's the price point of it is such where multiple families will split it. Okay. And so they bring the party with them as a result of that combined family living thing, which I get it. People are on vacation. They want to have a good time. But, you know, when you're launching fireworks at midnight, that's a whole other story. Yeah. So when we went into it, I talked to the, you know, I'm a, I'm a member of the, uh, the association board of directors. And so I wanted to, you know, basically get the thumbs up from everybody. And 
I went through the process to ensure that what I was building was adding to the value and not detracting from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're trying to go, th- we're trying to do it right. Good. We're trying to take the, the proper steps along the journey, ensure that we're using the right materials, uh, ensuring that ensuring that we're building it in a sustainable manner so that, you know, we're keeping the energy costs down, mm-hmm. that we're using materials that are going to stand the test of time and maybe, always aiming up a little bit, like I was saying about the whole notches thing. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's funny because like I'll go to the lum- the lumber yard and I'll be like, all right, this is what I need. And they're like, Oh, I got this other product over here. It's like half the price. And I'm like, I'm not interested in that. Right. The reason why that's half the price is because it probably will burn quicker or it won't last as long or, or no one else wanted or it. Or no one else wanted it. You know, um, I mean, there's, there's a difference between a sale like a bargain kind of thing. Like if something mm-hmm. got on clearance cause it wasn't selling versus something that's just half the price cause it's an engineered product and it's currently considered to be better, but long-term it's not tried and true like the wood products or whatever, that kind of thing, you know? Um, so it's going to be a journey for us. That's, and, gonna, that's uh, awesome. I'd like to compare notes with you at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Are you near, you're the, near the ski resort up there too, yep. right? Yeah. We're near Sunday yep. river. Sunday river. Yeah. So we're um, yeah. just about, just about 45 minutes to an hour away. From Bethel, okay. um, we're just east of Bridgeton. We're east of Harrison, so yeah. where you grew up, or yeah. you have family anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's really enjoyable yeah, being where we are. The the only downfall to our area is that it's like twenty five minutes to get to anything. Um, um, so we are kind of in the, you know, we're in the desert of of uh, of amenities mm-hmm. other than the lake. You know, so the gas station, like the closest gas station, is like. I want to say it's like 18 minutes away oh, unless you're a boat. <laughs> the boat marina is right there. And so if you want to pay yeah. five bucks a gallon for gas, have at it, <laughs> you know? So, but no, it's a, it's, it's good. And it's going to be a nice adventure to have. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, you know, kind of, I was curious to hear about your, your first year takeaways. Um, and it's comforting at minimum to hear about, um, hear about how the Airbnb Facebook pages are, uh, Yes. It's like the worst like, of the worst. Totally the worst of the like worst. Somebody took my TV. Yep. Somebody, you know, <laughs> Someone took all my dis- furniture. <laughs> destroyed destroyed some furniture or, you know, destroyed mattresses or whatever yeah. it might be. Broke windows. Yeah. I mean, little things happen. We had a lamp break, you know. But it's going to happen. Yeah. That stuff, of course. But, you know, it's not at all what it was. It's portrayed on those those sites. Yeah. So, you know. yeah. But it's yeah. also not what is portrayed on like HGTV as far as like the remodeling process. Gosh, no. And you've been around, you've been around <laughs> that a hundred thousand yes. times. You're right. So you know the ropes. Definitely. And for somebody new to it, mm-hmm. that might be a bit of a, that might be a, be a bit of a, a reality check. Right. Because it is hard. It's hard and everything costs way more than you anticipate. Way more. Way more. Way more. Foundations are expensive. Yes, they are. I was all set to put it on posts, but then I was I, I was permitted to do so. I could okay. do uh, I could do sauna tubes, mm-hmm. or I could do um, the precast concrete posts. Um, but uh, I was talking to the guy, the the uh, the code enforcement officer, and um, his name's Fred, and Fred's a really chill guy. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, we have a very flexible you know code enforcement officer in our area. Um, so he's not like you know. By the mm-hmm. book kind of guy. He's by the book. Like if you ask him a question, he'll consult the book. Right. But more to the point is that he's also guidance based. He wants people to have successful, you know, uh, opportunities mm-hmm. instead of blocking them from having success by just throwing up walls. Um, so it's been a nice journey with him so far. Very relaxed journey. That's good. And uh, he very quickly dissuaded me from doing the posts okay. because he started. He actually pulled out some comps. Uh, in our area. And he's like, look, you know, he goes, I have a couple buildings that are on posts. Let me just show you real quick. And he pulled, he pulled the field cards and um, their, their taxation, their value, their valuations with the town are significantly lower than their foundation counterparts, which now that I know I get it. That's an assessment. It's Mm -hmm. just the town assessment stuff. But if the town's assessing it like that, you know that the appraisers aren't doing much different. Oh, generally. And right. so from a property, property valuation standpoint, we were very quickly persuaded to do the foundation instead of the posts. Right. And that does so make sense. I never really yeah. thought about it like that. You know, the only thing I was thinking about is, you know, how am I going to keep the underside insulated so I don't have freeze ups during the winter? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like literally like that was my biggest concern, you yeah. know, 
Um, so, but yeah, the posts, you know, would have been, I think probably five or $6,000 worth of mm -hmm. materials. Whereas the foundation was 23. Um, so that was a big gap, right? you know, but, well, uh, like for resale value, everyone <coughs> loves basements. That's so. the thing. That's right. the thing, you know, and, and you can't, you can't, you can't retrofit a basement very easily, you know, sure. No. You can raise a house and pour something underneath, but that's a whole can of worms that you don't really want. Yeah. So, and, it, and we're planning on doing a four season rental, just like your okay. Charlemont place. Good. Um, cause we are near the ski resorts and then yeah. of course we have the lake for the summer and stuff. So there's a good balance there of seasons. Now that's what I've so. learned is key. Like you have to be near water and a ski resort to have full like year round yeah. rentals. I do a lot of our research on Airbnb of like lake, lake rentals houses that, you know, basically I want to see like how well they're renting. And I, all I can find is most of them have like their summers are booked up, but they have no, yep. no rentals in the winter time. Yep. Feast or famine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's hard to plan around. It's a lot like winter real estate in New England, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Um, and, um, it's not because houses won't sell in the winter. They will just fine. Right. It's that people are either programmed to not list or they have other things to do that are more important to them during the winter months, mm -hmm. like hunker down. Um, so I, th I think that vacationing in new England is the same way. And so if you're not near, if you're not near amenities that attract people throughout the year, right. you're going to have a lot of that kind of activity. Yeah. So I'm glad for you that the uh, it's not just a whitewater rafting destination. Thank you. I, we were too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. How was your spring? The spring. So this past year in April, um, it was pretty much, I think we had one booking. Okay. And, um, which was actually great because it was completely booked every single weekend from Christmas in 22 to the springtime. Um, and so we were happy because we we're like, Oh, we can go there and get some stuff done. Sure. Yes. Yep. So it was good. And we are making far more than we expected. Yeah. So it didn't bother us that we had that month off. Yeah. Um, you know, we were going to be happy to just make enough money to cover the expenses. Yeah, you said 25000 Okay, so yeah. yeah, I did. I said that if we make $25,000, we will be happy, yep. and then we'll be able to use it whenever we want. Fantastic. Well, now I'm at 81000 Wow. For the year. Wow, three times. Three times. And I had to literally go in and like block, block dates, dates yeah. so I could go to my own house. <laughs> so so after April, when did it pick back up again? Uh, right away in May. Okay. Right and away. would you attribute that to the whitewater rafting? Um, the first part of it was a couple things that I didn't know about. Um, one was hiking, of course, but um, there's a a wedding venue in town that I didn't even know existed. Oh, so we got a lot of people. That's great for that. Yeah. Um, I also got three or four um, people that actually wanted to get married at the house. Okay. So are we, you permitting that or no? No, no, we decided not to. And then I had a company, um, two companies call me because they wanted to take their, um, like do their advertising photos there. Mm -hmm. So one was a, a male soap company. Mm -hmm. And so they, like yeah. Dr. Squatch or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. And, um, they used the house for that. That's fantastic. I got some amazing photos back. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. No. So it was stuff like that, that we never even expected. Yeah. You didn't count on it. No, yeah. no, not at all. Amazing. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so recently we did some, some, uh, some realtor, um, lifestyle, uh, realtor lifestyle video along with some, uh, lifestyle photography. Mm -hmm. for one of the realtors in our area. And she had gone ahead and rented an Airbnb for the purpose of that photo shoot because she didn't want to use a client's house or she didn't either, she either didn't want to, or she didn't have access to the kind mm -hmm. of environment that she was hoping to have. Okay. And as a company, like, you know, we can do in studio stuff all day, mm -hmm. but the stuff that you're going to have developed here is not going to be significantly different than someone else who came into the studio. Right. Cause the backdrops really, you know, we have, we can do anything we want with the backdrops, but the truth of the matter is at the end of the day, a home or a location is mm -hmm. largely going to have that differentiation factor right. where you can easily see that it was photographed somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that there's a whole market just for that kind of work. 
um, and not just for realtors, but for business professionals in general oh. to do anything lifestyle related right. where you're, you know, if you have a fantastic kitchen in your, in your Airbnb, it could easily become a set for anything food related, right? right? Like a food photo shoot, how to prep, you know, somebody could even go in there multiple times a year and do videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of opportunity there if you think about what kind of hook you're going to, you know, create there. Right. Um, I have one client who we do uh, photography for. He he lives in Florida, but he has um, he has five, six, I think six rentals in my area in Maine. Oh, nice. And um, he uh, he always has like something of interest for people to get and and go do. Mm-hmm. Like he even you know he batted around some ideas. He's like, hey, what do you think about a zip line, Jeremy? I'm like, well, I think like a zip line course would be one thing, but that's a whole level of insurance that you probably don't want. I was going to say that doesn't sound good. But like, no, he always tries to like do something a little bit different. Like he's got this hammock that's built into the deck. Okay. So that when you go out into the deck, you can just throw a pillow down there and literally look right up at the stars because right above the deck is just nothing but sky. Oh, that's And so he's got that built into the deck and it never even occurred to me that that might actually be a nice thing to have. Right. You know, I mean, out in our area, we're, we're much more dark sky mm-hmm. than out in like Boston or, or even the Merrimack Valley or whatever. And, you know, even, even in Winchenden, right. you still get a good amount of, um, uh, sky at night that you wouldn't get, you know, closer oh. to Fitchburg Lemister, you know? Absolutely. Um, and so it's, it's little things like that, that actually create value for clients that you didn't even consider. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just the other day I was driving by one of our lakes on the way to school. This was, um, I think like late October, maybe early November, but there was a lot of fog on the lake. Oh, pretty. And it was like the quintessential yeah. L.L. Bean fishing catalog right. kind of thing. Right. And sure enough, there was a camera crew unloading gear with a kayak and, and a bunch of other stuff. I didn't I, I went by. I didn't stop and stare. Yeah. But the amount of equipment that they reliably put into this little skiff so that they could go out and do something with this other guy who was, who was working was astronomical. Like they were, they brought out these video rigs that we don't even have. Oh wow! Um, and so the thing about it is I brought the kids to school and it's like a half hour drive to get there. By the time I got back, they were still out there. By the time I went to go get them from school at two, thir- two o'clock, they had they still, still, they were still there. And on their way back, they were gone. So like they okay. were out there for a full six hours, no problem at all. Oh, wow. Just doing a photo shoot or a video shoot all day on this foggy lake, which eventually cleared. Yep. Um, but it was autumn colors, the whole bit, right? It, oh, wow. You know, I can totally all, picture it. All the yeah. marketing things, you know? Yep. And so it's, it's interesting what kind of business exists out there that you don't even consider. You know, like people, right. I'll tell people that we do real estate photography. They're like, people do that? Like, what is that? <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, who else do you, you know, who, who creates the images, you know? And they're right. like, well, I just thought agents did it. I'm like, well, they used to, you know, but a lot of them, they stopped doing it because they couldn't do it as well as we can. Um, or if they can, it's because they don't have a lot of listings and they right. don't have, you know, the budget for it. Um, yeah. So. No, I remember when I uh, switched to using you guys because um, Sherry Tamlin, she, uh, I had looked on one of her listings and I looked at her photos. I'm like, Oh my gosh, those are amazing. So, and I didn't know her that well cause I was a new agent. So I messaged her. I'm like, Hey, what kind of camera do you use? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Oh, she says, I use my camera's called Medora photography. Medora photography. <laughs> she goes, and ever since I started using them, she was, I will never take my own photos again. So that's, that's when I called you guys. Cause <laughs> do you remember what our first listing was? No. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember f- uh, a large amount of our listings. There was one in Phillipston that we'd done. Oh, our first listing. Yes. It I wasn't re- the one in Royalston. Royalston. And you were staging I it. I was staging yes. it frantically I trying to get that. it finished. Yeah. I think that was our first. If that wasn't our first, it was at, at most our second. I agree. It's yeah. possible that it was our second because I remember when I walked in there, Kind of having a sense of how you operated. I feel I knew you. Yeah, because yeah. you jumped in. You helped help me put that um, yep. entertainment center together. Oh, geez, Louise. I <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. I just remembered working room to room because yeah. we were doing the Matterport as well. Yeah. Um, and as a result, I think you were... Was there something that had to get transferred? Oh, there was light bulb issue. There was a light bulb issue where you had you didn't have enough light bulbs for everything. And we had... 
or either that or lamps. It was either a lamp issue, like you, you were lacking some lamps and we mm-hmm. had to use them in multiple spaces. Okay. And so I had to progressively work through the house, photograph and Matterport one section of the house. Shift it was stuff that over. horrible agent, wasn't I? No. It, <laughs> That's like me no. and my plants. I the, have to have my plants. The difference is to- <laughs> though, Michelle, and I, I think I've said this before, is that the attitude that you bring toward a listing transaction is who you are as an individual, which is just vibrant and and you don't get flustered easily. Like, I don't know. It's like being like a, a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout, you know, like you're just prepared. And even if you're not fully prepared, you wrangle yourself together like that. Just how to make it happen. <laughs> exactly. You're a miracle worker, oh, you know? Thanks. So I think that when I can, I can speak for us, I think, uh, in the process, um, I think that when we arrive to a listing that isn't properly prepared, but we know the agent knows how to deal with those kinds of challenges instead of like saying, Oh, you guys can work your magic. Right. I think that we're just left at ease where we know it's going to be a team effort to complete the goal versus looks like I'm going to be late for my next appointment kind of thing, you know, (laughs) cause there's a huge difference between those two types of approaches. On the one hand you have an agent that's like, Oh no, you're, you're the hired help. And I'm like, we're not stagers. Right. But then on the other hand, you have agents who are like, could I have your help? And I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I, you can because you mm-hmm. asked me, you know, and it's all about the intent. It's the it's the effort. Um, and if I see a reciprocation there, right, where you're understanding that maybe I'm a little bit late or or I'm just a little slow today because I got this backlog or whatever it might be. Yep. There's that there's two way street. You know what I mean? Right. So. That's so no, I, I've never walked into one of your lessons and been like, oh, here's a Michelle Peterson, Peterson special, you know, <laughs> you know, because we have those. We got yeah. those and they're a challenge. Um, but you can always you, you always know what agents are really prepared for whatever comes at them versus the ones that just don't respond to it as positively, I guess, is the best way to say it. And you're definitely the one who's just prepared with whatever gets thrown at you. Thank you. So I appreciate that because sometimes I don't feel it. <laughs> well, you hide it. Hide you it. hide it really well. Hide it well. So yeah. No, it's just always been it's always been a pleasant experience. Thank you. Always. That's I've why been. I keep using you guys. Oh, eight years now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be that at this point. Yeah. So I know that we've been we've we we moved to Lemonster nearly nine years, it'll be nine years in March we okay. moved to Lemonster. And then from there, my, you know, our name started spreading yep. pretty quickly, you know, among, among, you know, Sherry Tamlin, Nick Pelletier, uh, a lot, a lot of agents locally picked us up pretty quick. Right. Um, and then as a result of all of that, we got a lot larger, uh, because of the demand that was there. And, um, it's always been a, it's been a very pleasant journey, uh, full of twists and turns, mm-hmm. but, like you, I'm ready for whatever comes at us. Exactly. So, yep. Well, nice. this is this has been a wonderful conversation, Michelle, and uh, I thank you for coming into the studio and sitting down and having a chat. Thanks for having me. It was way easier than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, it's just like catching up at a property. Yes, that's really it. 